Big tech now trying to turn a corner after the worst month so far this year, but some analysts are now saying that's a buying opportunity. That's the focus of today's Tech Check with Deirdre Bosa. Morning, D. So on a price-to-earnings basis, mega-cap tech, it's arguably cheap again. Apple, Amazon, Google, NVIDIA, the rest of the Magnificent Seven, they have been hit by rising yields over the last month or so, along with the rest of the market. But their profit ratios have fallen harder. Now, if you exclude those seven mega-caps, the remaining S&Ps, 493 companies has seen its price-to-earnings ratio fall from 18 to 16. Now, if you look at the biggest names combined, they've seen that metric fall far more steeply, from 34 to 27 times. Goldman Sachs uses this chart to put all of that in historical perspective. The mega caps PEG ratio has fallen below that orange line on the screen. It's median since 2013 and also the lowest versus the broader market since early 2020. A discount that Goldman says has only been reached five times over the last decade. Now, a main reason for that is fundamentals. Higher yields make future earnings worth less, but that should have more impact on high-growth, unprofitable tech. The mega caps are, right now, they're widely profitable companies, even if recession fears are overshadowing AI hopes. And here's another interesting dynamic. Over the past three months, Wall Street has revised up their earnings expectations. Analysts increased their outlooks for NVIDIA and Amazon's profits by 60 and 20% respectively, just over the last three months. Meta, 14%. Apple and Microsoft, their earnings expectations have been revised down. But that may have more to do with visibility on newer products and technologies like generative AI and, of course, the Vision Pro from Apple. Now, the growth part of the mega cap equation, it's not much to write home about, but it is stable and it does beat the broader market. 11% revenue growth expected in the current quarter for the Magnificent Seven versus 1% for the S&P as a whole. And all of this is to say, guys, that while tech isn't typically thought of as a defensive play to play the markets, it may offer more protection than the usual hiding spots, as it did earlier this year, you might remember. In a longer-term, higher-interest rate environment as well, those fundamentals, that could underpin big tech. We didn't even get into sort of the stable management, the wide moats, and of course that generative AI push that could bring growth rates up in the future. I guess the flip side of the argument, Deirdre, and, and why they've been so pressured is high rates and what that does to the multiple, right, when it comes to higher-priced stocks. And, yeah, and that's but always been a headwind for tech. Exactly. And I think that you have to separate very profitable mega cap from the rest of tech because what higher rates does, it makes those future profitability worth less. But mega caps, they're already extremely profitable. Plus, they have these huge cash hoards, right, which they're earning higher interest on. So I think that's why you can see them as more of a defensive play. But then you look at unprofitable tech or even less profitable tech with higher growth rates. And that may be less appealing in this kind of environment. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella today testifying in Google's antitrust trial, explaining why it's so hard to compete against Google. Let's bring in Eamon Javers and Dear Jabosin now. Welcome to both of you. Eamon, you're there. Can you update us on what Nadella said? Yeah, Kelly, look, his testimony has been helpful for the U.S. government side, which is arguing that Google is a monopoly. Nadella here talking about just how important those defaults are, like the default uh, search engine position on Apple devices. Nadella saying, you know, it's really bogus to argue uh, that customers can change their default setting and switch to another search engine. He said, sure, they can do that in theory, but they don't actually 
do that in real life. So those defaults are vitally important. And he said that Microsoft has gone after Apple to try to get that search engine default for their Bing search engine uh, for years. They've been willing to pay billions of dollars for it. They've been willing to lose money in the short term to get that position. They've never been able to outbid Google. And he said that he estimates, this is just a guess now, that Google's payments to Apple are something on the order of 10 to 15 billion dollars a year for that search engine position. And he's talking about just how important that is. On the other side, though, Google's attorneys have been hammering him with questions about, well, why was Microsoft so late to the search game? Did Microsoft invest enough in its search product? Is Microsoft's search product nearly as good as Google's search product? So there's some uh, pushback here from the Google attorneys as well, Kelly. So, Eamon, and I understand we might, uh, might be able to hear more from uh, Nadella, but how much do you think they see through this and say, well, you know, it, it, it serves him well to, to make this case in the courtroom, but maybe outside he's got very different plans and intentions? Well, I mean, one of the key things here is the future of all this, right? So a lot of this testimony today has been backward looking, going back to emails from 2005, 2007, you know, sort of the early days of this search battle. Uh, but now a lot of the questioning is focusing on AI and ChatGPT, of course, where Microsoft has had a big success and is looking to change the search engine game. And the question there for Microsoft is, you know, to what extent does ChatGPT change the game? And does that give Microsoft now an entry point into the search business, which is extraordinarily lucrative that it just hasn't had in the past. Nadella not really saying that, and he says some of his emails around this capture the optimism of somebody with 3% market share that he might get to 3.5. So he's trying to downplay it a little bit uh, here as he's testifying in court. Deirdre, what would you add? <laughs> I would say this is a very good point. I mean, they cracked 3%. And if you take his comments earlier on in the year, who can forget when Satya Nadella said that he wants to make Google and Senator Pichai dance. He thinks that there really is an opening for ChatGPT, which, by the way, Microsoft has the exclusive partnership with. So if that really is a threat to Google search, it kind of undermines his arguments that he's making in court today, because as Eamon says, they're backwards looking. But in the longer term, I mean, it is so interesting and it's ironic that Microsoft was targeted by antitrust regulators in the 90s for something very similar, right? Putting its Internet Explorer as the default um, on many of its devices. That's what it's complaining about now for Google. But, you know, over time, the effect was damaging for Microsoft. It really opened the door for Google. So I think that's something that investors need to ask themselves now. They've been quite complacent whenever we get these regulatory antitrust headlines. It doesn't move the stock, but could this essentially create an opening? I mean, this is a major lawsuit that's been brought against Alphabet. And while our regulators here in America haven't seen, haven't been seen to be as tough as, say, the regulators in Europe. This could be a real chance for them to change things and change the dynamic that's going on in search, which, as Eamon said, has been so incredibly lucrative. That is something that sort of I take away from the testimony today is just how great a business this is. And that's what makes the stakes so high. Yeah, one of the greatest businesses ever created. In fact, Deirdre Bosa, Eamon Jappers, thank you both. We appreciate it.